Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Innovate Finance, our weekly podcast where we speak to leaders across industry to talk about financial innovation and fintech. I'm Rolf Merchant, part of the team at Innovate Finance, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Andrea Ramoino, who is Chief Strategy Officer at Contis. Andrea, thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks to you, Rolf. Pleasure to be here. Well, no, it's a great pleasure uh, to have you on the show. And uh, today we're going to be talking about Contis, uh, which is all about providing payment solutions, issuing and processing for banks, fintechs and other big brands as well. And we'll be exploring that business model and, and proposition in a little bit. Uh, but Andrea, let's start with you. Uh, tell us a bit about your background and how you came into the fintech industry. Um, I guess, uh, so I came to the fintech industry kind of uh, through a few steps uh, along the way. So I have uh, I actually started my career as an electronic engineer. So it was, the first job was coding robots and space satellites um, with a spin-off of the university, which is you know quite uh, interesting as an area. Um, but then I, I, you know, I did a, an MBA. I uh, refocused my career into more like products, uh, marketing, and strategy. And then I went, let's say, gradually into fintech. First, I was in data storage, um, working for a company, um, public company we sold to CDA Technology, which is clearly this large data storage organization. And then I moved to Experian. Uh, to work on data analytics and I was I started for them and, and run for them a, a decision in analytics um, product line globally and and this is clearly where I got into financial services to start with you now I got the opportunity to talk to the large banks understand you know what they how they operate what do they need etc um, and from there was clearly uh, the focus was still staying within financial sector so I work in smaller company in, in, uh, in startups. Um, one of them was in the crypto space, which is clearly very relevant and uh, was at the same time super interesting and also, um, let's say, very actual, but also you know, looking more at the future as well. And I think now that I'm in contest, it's almost like connecting the dots of what I've done before, you know, the experience in experience with the, you know, how banks look at transactions and my experience in crypto and how you can combine those two things together in the payment space looking forward. Yeah, very interesting. It's very much, as you say, kind of connecting. It's a connecting ecosystem payments, isn't it? That's um, exactly. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about Contest then. What's the, what's the core proposition and what problems are you trying to solve? And so let me give you a little bit of context now before we jump into this, just to get to get a feeling for where um, where we come from. So we we can really see that there is a um, uh, a massive uh, digital revolution, I would say, in financial services in payments. Um, there has been more um, probably innovation over the last few years than in the previous fifty. And there has been more innovation in the last 50 than the previous 2,500 years. Mm -hmm. So we, we see that innovation and we, and we see that this, you know, um, let's say revolution in payments can really affect people's life for, 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 for better. So a, a contest therefore we really aim at um, helping anyone um, in transferring value in a seamless and uh, an easy way across the globe. That's, that's our vision that we stand for. 
And I use the word value all the time because instead of just payments, because clearly you know, what people really care is like moving something valuable in, to have something valuable in return. And, and sometimes it's not necessarily currency, you know? it's not necessarily money, it's something else. Um, so anyway, at Cont is therefore what we, the way we approach this vision is to provide a, a, a the most comprehensive banking as a service platform that at the same time, it's very innovative and with you know breakthrough innovation, but also um, reliable and trusted, which typically you got these two attributes that are somehow in conflict now in the industry where you have a... a, a if you get innovative propositions, typically are like startups that may have some great ideas, but at the same time, they may not be as strong from a financial standpoint or from an architectural standpoint. Yeah. Well, if you look for a reliable solution, typically you look for like really large monolithic organization that don't do really innovation. While by building um, a very comprehensive architecture by ourselves, we really strive to have both solutions um, both type of uh, attributes into our platform. So we're, we've just been recognized very recently for the best innovator award at the Card and Payments Award for the solution that we use to help crypto businesses to um, clearly um, manage their own uh, um, uh, cards. And uh, at the same time, you know, we're a solid, very solid business. And we um, uh, clearly we're, we are... Uh, I would say we don't incur in any of this uh, news that you see when you know large corporation go down and uh, and you can uh, retrieve money for your bank accounts or or etc. We we are proud to have multiple nine of uptime reliability. So those two things actually make us unique. Yeah, very interesting. Um, and you talk about the sort of the, the the pace of innovation, and we've seen quite a lot of change on that front in in the last year. I wonder, sort of closer to home and, and, and for you and Contest, how have you found handling the, the last 12 months and trying to scale and innovate as a business in the course of this pandemic? I mean, th that has been quite an interesting period. I mean, clearly has been for any business. Um, from our perspective, um, you know, we, we came out very strong from... Uh, from uh, 2020, which is clearly a, a great thing. No, no, many businesses have that opportunity. But I would say, you know, you, I, I could probably have seen like three things, you know, during this pandemic. On, on one side, you've got the problem that any business had, you know, how you work from home. And clearly, clearly that, that's normal. Unfortunately, that's normal to everybody. And, and, and for us, didn't create much problem because we already have a you know, um, an international team, so we can, we're already used to work remotely, so that's fine. But then the second thing that we saw, um, let's say, after a few months of the pandemic, is like that some of our clients clearly struggled and with their business model to provide solution to their customers, because you can no longer have this, um, you know, face-to-face -face interaction. Mm. So we, we have a I would say a period of several months where we really focus in more than ever, I'd say in trying to help those businesses to kind of pivot and, and come up with new solutions. Um, we did it for, you know, we got a credit, um, uh, credit union proposition with engaged products and clearly you can't go to the branch to get a loan. So we, we evolve our offer with some uh, prepaid cards where you can 
um, preload the loan into those cards without really the need to go to the branch. Or some other businesses where they were relying on like face-to-face -face discussion. And, and again, we, we help them with digitalizing their solution. So at least the, there is some good also for the community. And as we also help you know, the, our, our clients to say, stay in business. Hmm. And uh, I guess probably there, there is a third point, which is you know, some uh, good things clearly happened during the COVID. You know, you see in the industry, you've seen the news and everybody's seen the news of the crypto market and the yeah. cryptocurrencies. And uh, we have been partnering for quite a while for some crypto organization and we've consolidated our uh, offering with uh, some of the major players like Bitpanda, which is the largest in, in Europe and Binance, which is clearly the largest in the world and we help them in Europe um, and clearly this is, you know, with all the, um, let's say, interest and, and focus on crypto, this is done very well. So we really, uh, you know, mo more than double our accounts in our platform. So it came out really strong at the end of 2020. Yeah, very good. Very good. And I think that leads me to ask, maybe to take a step back, where you yeah. see well, perhaps payments, you know, the payments part of, of fintech or, or even, you know, digital currencies, where, you know, where you see that going over the next few years. And, you know, I, I could ask a second part of that question is, of, yeah. you know, what you think that means for, for you know, financial sector as a whole, but that, that's quite a big question. So maybe, maybe we could sort of focus on <laughs> and crypto for a start. Yeah, I think, I mean, this is clearly, you know, the, the million dollar question. Um, I guess, you know, if I look at the, at the industry at the moment, I guess the first thing that you can see is especially following the 2020 COVID situation is we are moving towards becoming more cashless as a society. We're not quite there, but I think I read in multiple reports, not just one, that there is globally um, the, the, the payment through cash went down by more than 30% no, across the globe, which clearly means that there is a, a, an extra opportunity to make use cases or building technologies to enable digital payments. And, uh, you know, you can see all clearly all the uh, biometrics and QR solutions or any potential solution that enable now, you got, um, uh, enable all these digital payments. And I, what I find interesting on the payment side, I see the industry more like that there are two big, big waves that are happening. Now there is on one side, like the open banking, on the other side is the crypto. Now, and there are some similarities. I mean, it feels like that open banking is kind of going through the same path as crypto, but maybe a couple of steps still earlier than what crypto is today in terms of not growing. And then there is a bit of a bump, a bit of a question mark in the industry, but then it got solved and then they carry on going upwards. Mm. And I find it, you know, this is interesting because clearly affect payments. You know, on, with the open banking, all of a sudden you have access to um, all sorts of data from multiple providers. You can build any new type of um, uh, solution or, or application to simplify life of, of people and using different channels. And we will see, I think we will see way more than that you know, going forward. I think next year, you know, if it, maybe if we basically replicated the the space of the path of crypto, we're going to see probably quite some uptake, I guess, in the next year or two years. And then clearly, you now the cryptocurrency is, a, is not even a world, it's like a universe. No, it's just 
um, very big and gets recognition. Um, I read this morning that PwC has accepted Bitcoin payments in Hong Kong. Mm. That's quite, uh, I guess this is quite the news. Um, and there are many banks that are now opening trading desk or they're offering services as a custodian. And so that, that's kind of happening. And then you can see, you know, the the likes of Visa and Mastercard that clearly are looking into this, and and by providing, you know, the next uh, let's say use case is providing you know stable coin payments, which is quite different from today. You know, today what we do as a, a contest, we clearly we help with the current use case, um, which is the ability to do a real time conversion of from crypto wallet from our client to a fiat account and then clearly using fiat rails for the payments but i guess the evolution from what you see in, on the stable coin which i think is going to happen is already happening with a visa announcement but it's going to happen way more is the ability to make a payment directly in stable coin which is from a crypto wallet to a stable coin within a, a existing rail and then potentially to a wallet the other side which can bypass completely banks for example so it's there is a lot that can happen in that regards, and uh, which can go to the CBDC as well. You know, all these major banks in the world are, uh, you know, investigating, or in some cases, I think China has already gone to the next level of, of proving already and testing the, their crypto, uh, let's say, a central bank digital currency solution with some. Um, users in, in, in some location in China just already. So they're already ahead. And that will be quite interesting to see how how the, the, the evolution of payments really really means, you know, with a digital currency from the government, actually issued from the government. And then there is more, you know, you can see all these, you know, non-fungible token and uh, uh, which is a good example of how do you trade value which is not necessarily a currency or money is something tangible or intangible asset but this is where you can see a representation of, of an asset into some sort of a digital way which then is still part of the payment industry anyway because there is a transaction happening so i think all those things are, i think are going to you know clearly coming up further and and and, and bigger and uh, and uh, we have to monitor because you know there is so much more opportunity out there all the time. Um, I guess you asked the second part right, about the contest, what we do, and uh, how we're going to see, uh, you know, this growth. Um, I guess so. For the, the first thing, as I said before, we have come out very well from uh, from twenty twenty. So you know, we got a very strong position as a as a business, and one of the the first things that we have done at the beginning of this year um, to enable accelerated growth was to um, reorganize our business into three uh, standalone units, um, very complementary with each other, which is clearly you not know, this enable um, you know, extra growth. Um, we got the what we call the um, financial services or regulated business, which is basically the core of what um, Contis has been doing for. Uh, for quite some times, and uh, still, you know, issuing, helping, working with organization, helping them with issuing uh, cards and making payments through the typical rails. Um, but then we realized that 
and in we created a technology business where basically we can now provide our technology as an enabler to businesses that may already have their own license. So in case there is a business already regulated and they just need this layer of platform or of infrastructure, we can actually provide that. So we can give them the ability to use our uh, infrastructure that we always been for us so far. So that's opened up a lot of opportunities. And then we, we had a product engaged that we spin off a separate business, which we call our financial inclusion business. Hmm. And I think this is very relevant also in terms of, uh, you know, with the COVID and the situation across multiple people across the globe, where we are, so far we're focused and we're, we will keep focusing on helping community banking. Um, in this case, you know, we've done a lot of good work and we're still doing with the credit unions in the UK. But then you can really try to do more to accelerate this transition to financial inclusion and, and opportunity across the globe. There are so many, unfortunately, so many areas where people are underbanked or un, underserved. And, and we have the, all the building blocks and a proven um, model that actually could help on those areas. And this is also where we're going to focus as well. So very complementary you know, businesses that fulfill the overall mission of enable anyone, you know, to, 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 to move uh, value across the globe. And we're, and therefore we're hiring a lot. I mean, at the moment we're crazy, um, in, incredibly busy. We're hiring more than 50 people, um, which is a great problem to have. Um, and uh, yeah, internationally and, uh, and clearly at the same time, we're executing across, you know, all areas from international expansion to, consolidating those businesses to uh, you know increasing our footprint in the crypto space etc so that it's quite um, um, we've got quite exciting plans and uh, very busy these days yeah fantastic an awful lot going on uh, at contest andrea which is fantastic to hear and yes things like open banking cryptocurrency be interesting to sort of see maybe in six, 12 months where you know we think we are on the on the hype curve or the sort of de- development of those. Um, and I think your points about financial inclusion at the end there that resonate with us particularly. Obviously, we are very keen to demonstrate what what fintech can do for financial inclusion, financial and wellness and education, um, those kind of really core bits for societal benefit. Um, and I actually think that's a very good note on which to stop. Um, we've covered an awful lot there, Andrea, and all really, really interesting. Thank you so much for joining us. Really interesting insights there. And uh, we'll be following your progress uh, and growth with real interest. So that's about it for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. Please do keep an eye out for upcoming episodes. We have many more conversations with fintech players planned. And of course, we have all our previous episodes available to listen to on our website. So please do take a look at our back catalogue for many more insights on fintech and financial innovation. So my thanks once again to Andrea Ramoino, Chief Strategy Officer at Contes. Thank you at home for listening and join us next time for Coffee with Innovate Finance. Bye for now. Thank you. Bye.